Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dublin's hit music station F104 Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined by Steve Spade. Hello, how are you? Hey Louise, how are you? How are you keeping? Good, good. So you are known as Ireland's Houdini, really, aren't you? Yeah, I guess that's what the media has <laughs> kind of branded me over the years. So it, it's 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 getting harder and harder to live up to it. I keep having to do more and more dangerous things. I should have just stuck to card tricks and kids. <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, I yeah, don't it's know get, about it's that. Getting harder. Yeah, I don't it's think it would be harder. the same for you though. If you know you were <laughs> you were just doing card tricks. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, I, I like to challenge myself. I like to take risks. I like to like you know stick up uh, kind of like challenges and and, and kind of like uh, face any kind of challenge that comes in so yeah so that's definitely something that um that's kind of part and parcel of, of the kind of performance that i am yeah absolutely i suppose celebrating houdini and his birthday which was on during the week wasn't it yeah yeah so um yeah thursday um it was, it was houdini's birthday he was born in 1874 so he'd be what is that the, the suits and mats uh he'd be 148 wow yeah 148 so yeah, incredible. I mean, and it's, it's amazing to think like that many years have passed and Houdini is such a big name still globally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every magician starting off finds out about him. Uh, you know, there's there's still there's still big tributes being paid to him, you know, by by all the top magicians globally all the time. So it, it, it is incredible. And what a, what a legacy to leave behind. Absolutely. And it was a name that he took on himself, isn't it? He took it from another Houdini. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was actually Robert Houdin uh, who would have been like a... I suppose Houdini would have looked up to him yeah. um, before he was Houdini. Um, and then later on when Houdini had a bigger name kind of a thing and started getting, uh, I, I suppose, a bit of an inflamed uh, ego. And stuff, <laughs> he actually he actually flipped it. And even though he um, he, he idolized Robert Houdin, he actually went about exposing his magic and, and, uh, wow. and kind of was like, well, he's not really, you know, the real deal. I'm the real deal kind of a thing. So, yeah, I mean, and there seems to be a lot of that still in magic. You know, the ego is through the roof in, in magic because I suppose it is one of those performance arts where you kind of have to be able, you know, you kind of, you can't show emotion in that sense. Mm-hmm. We've been talking to some people on the podcast, some very big names, and they're all kind of saying that, you know, you're kind of a master of the of the elements and the universe of, of sorts, you know, as far as the spectator sees. Um, so you kind of have to, leave that uh you, you know you're just your your normal human um person kind of behind and become a character to to be successful as a magician um and it's it's, it's kind of a funny world that it kind of spits i suppose earlier on in my career and and i think in everyone's career you just want to learn every trick and you just want mm-hmm. to do every show and and stuff like that but i think when you get a to a certain place and uh, especially with me with the escapes and so i like to focus my, my time and my energy and my training into that stuff and then kind of you end up performing less kind of but you end up performing what you want to perform instead of having to do every gig you know that's that comes in comes in your way absolutely so, and the training that would go into one of these escapes is huge isn't it really yeah so i'm doing a lot of training i'm back training again um yeah you know i mixed up this time i'm actually doing a little bit of um ufc kind of training with some guys um not that i need to be fighting anyone but uh <laughs> but, but but it's just the discipline and, and the conditioning that they have is uh is really really you know you can see that the 
the kind of energy and the discipline that they have to put into it. So I started doing a bit of that, and I'm back running and training. And then I'm, um, yeah, and I, and then I suppose it depends on what I'm training for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't really dig too much into it and, and tell you, but obviously if I'm training for underwater, then I have to train, you know, yeah. with those kind of people. If I'm training for, you know, lock picking and stuff like that, I'm training differently. So it, it, a lot of it varies. Um, and then there's a few swimming pools um, around around Limerick area um, and they've been nice enough to let me in and do some kind of crazy stuff because I suppose insurance-wise, jumping into swimming pools or handcuffs and whatnot, they don't, they kind of, you get a weird look. Uh, I can imagine, you know, so, yeah, I can imagine. So, so yeah, so people have been good, you know, and I may have seen some of that behind closed doors, which is always kind of cool too. Um, it, yeah, and it was known that Houdini would do that as well. He would he would book into only hotels that had pools and things. And you're talking like the early 1900s, so not every hotel had a pool, you know, like we take it for granted these days, but he would have um, he would have made it a business to find out where it was and that he could go there and train and perform and get ready for performance, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. A lot of it, it's so much, it's so what you do as a magician is kind of secretive, so you kind of, it has to be behind closed doors, and then all of a sudden it just happens. I think that's the, that's the best way. It's, it's never great to just tell people, what you're doing is better for it just to happen. Absolutely. I suppose now with everything back up and running, you are planning ahead or you are looking ahead to the next thing. Yeah, so there's two um, stunts that have been in the pipeline for a while and I'm back talking. So I, last year I was consulting on a, on a movie with Netflix and uh, and another movie with Universal Pictures. So while I was talking to that, I got in touch again with the special effects guys and some of the stunt coordinator guys. And it was good just to kind of, I suppose with the pandemic and everything, we hadn't kind of met and stuff. So it was good just to kind of touch base again and I, I kind of flushed out a few ideas with them and they were like it's crazy we love it you know so uh um that's kind of where where it all kind of kicked off again so yeah we we're back in talks about some stuff um i'm hoping i'm hoping kind of summertime into mm-hmm. into like october time in around that time between the summertime and october time uh for the first one anyway um but we'll see i mean so much prepar- preparation goes into these years ago when i used to do these things more like off the cuff I could do them without um, much much planning, and it was obviously a lot more dangerous. But as as things have gotten kind of um, more serious, there's more crews, there's more people involved. Mm-hmm. It, it just takes a lot more. Um, it, there's a lot more build up. Absolutely, and then obviously you've been doing your podcast as well, haven't you? Yes, we've been in the podcast. We're on episode forty nine now. We just had Adam Wilbur on. Um, so yeah, I mean he was a, a Penn and Teller Foolers, and he won Lecture of the Year last year as well for Magician. So yeah, I mean it was great to have him on, and it's it's going really well. Myself and Dave Peace. Uh, he's a magician down in Cork and, and a business partner. He, um, you know, he's been he's been pushing and getting different people in. He's more like a mind reader and stuff like that, and I'm then more the magician escape artist kind of guy. So mm-hmm. we've been getting a kind of a mixed bag of of um, guests in in on the show. Um, so it's been it's been really really good. I mean, it's opened up some incredible doors internationally um, to, to different magicians, and it's so good to hear you know like minded uh, kind of professionals all having the same you know uh, issues in their career or the same. You know highs and lows. It's, it's actually amazing how how similar we are when you're at a certain level. Yeah, it's so true, and I think that goes for every job as well. And then you can learn from each other as well, which is a great thing too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what I mean, there's such a kind of a gray area of performers that you know perform party magic and kind of stuff. But then there's a there's kind of a select few kind of globally that are are kind of changing magic. They're kind of changing it. They're doing more stuff online, or they're uh, they're developing their own magic. You know, and then creating magic for magicians who aren't creative magicians. It's kind of like, you know, like writers for songs, but then mm-hmm. the performer will perform them. It's that kind of thing. Um, it's such a huge industry and a, 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 such an, a, a vast world when you, when you kind of get into it. It's very Harry Potter. It's very crazy. <laughs> and is it something where you kind of share ideas or you share kind of techniques or is that kind of no-go? You don't do that? 
No, I think mean mean you're not meant to reveal the secret. You know, yeah. if you remember the, the circles and stuff globally, uh, you're not meant to reveal the secret. Um, but I mean, if somebody wants to learn, you have to reveal the secret. But they have to kind of prove that they want to learn. You know, yeah. that it's not just they want to know the secret. Um, <laughs> we all want to know the it, secrets. <laughs> it's a kind of a it's a bit of a secret. It's kind of a game. There's a lot of people that are very precious about their their tricks and yeah. stuff, and you know, and they kind of keep them very close to their chest. But I mean, I think. I think the majority of real professionals, you know, will, will be happy to share knowledge because there's no threat. You know what I mean? You can just, you can learn this stuff if you're if you're willing to go um, if you're willing to go deep and, and find it. Yeah. Um, but I find I find since I mem- became a member of the Global Association of Escape Artists, um, I'm the only Irish member in that. Nice. I mean, I, I, it's opened up massive doors, um, you know, to other escape artists in Canada and in China, like all over. Um, and we're always sharing ideas and like, oh, I did this crazy thing. I saw you did that crazy thing and we're really just a bunch of crazy magicians that do <laughs> it, you know. But that's the fun part, isn't it? That's like, that's part of the joy of it. Well, yeah, definitely. Because when you, when you say to your friends that you're going to do this, they're like, are you okay? Like, do you need to talk to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you say to another, uh, you know, escape artist or someone that, that does what you do, uh, they're just like, oh, that's great. You could do it this way, you know, and, and it, it's just a different... Uh, I think people as well realize that you know real stage performers and real performers. Even even Keith Barry was talking about it recently. Um, you know, everyone missed being on stage. Everyone missed being out there. You know, and I think a lot of us, you know, we kind of live for the applause and we live for the for the performance. So um, only recently, as well, I was talking to a great Irish magician, uh, Tony Sadar, mm-hmm. who would have been on the Late Late Show in, in the seventies and, and the eighties and things like that, and he would have he was the first magician in Ireland to have a to have a, a TV show and things like that. So he was a real trendsetter back in the day. And, and like, Tony used to do like eating bulbs and putting needles in his neck and I mean stuff like David Blaine's doing now and getting huge credit for, you know. So it's amazing to, to sit down and talk to somebody like that who's kind of lived, you know, all that all those career highlights and, and still has, you know, great love for, for, for magic and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those it's one of those careers that kind of lasts forever. You don't really ever get out of it. Yeah, because there's always something probably new to learn or to... To work on, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. I'm working with a with a magician uh, and an escape artist in Canada at the moment, and he's designing a, a stunt for me as well. Something for something to tour, something that that is a, a dangerous stunt that I can bring on stage because that's the problem that you have as an escape artist. You can do a lot of stuff open air, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to bring in. But like, it, you know, to give you kind of an idea, think of like one of the torture scenes in like the Saw movies, and that's kind of where we're we're going here. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of the stuff that that I'm kind of getting created and, and getting kind of customized at the moment. I, I I've never wanted to be seen as doing the same tricks that everyone else does. So I've always yeah. tried to do stuff a little bit different, a little bit with a little bit more risk and a bit more edge, I guess. Amazing. So how can people keep up to date what you're up to? Yeah. So the website is steespademagic dot com, and on social media, the podcast is Receive Reality. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone can check that out. I mean, and it's, it's, it's you know even if you're not into magic. It's re- it's uh, it's professionals talking about ups and downs in their career and stuff. I I've had people that are in bands and and uh, sorry singer songwriters and, and guys and people I know are in bands and they've gone oh yeah we listen to a few of them and we can totally relate to you yeah. know the, the kind of the careers that, you know that, you know it's not always roses you know mm-hmm. um, and it's cool to hear you know when you when you when you see the the guy on stage or when you you hear the big name and you're like ah oh, his career is like fantastic it's flying and kind of thing. But it's good for people to kind of let their guard down and be honest, you know, and, and that's what the podcast has all been about. It, it should just feel like, you know, you're having a chat with, with your mate over a pint. That's, that's the kind of feel we wanted from the get-go. We didn't want, you know, if you have a massive ego or you're really pretentious, you can kind of feck off because we don't want that. We want the real kind of rawness of being a performer. 
Yeah, absolutely. So they need to keep up to date with you up to lots of things to come. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Steve, thank you so much for taking the time. You're starting me. Thanks so much. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty.